When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And with me is always my buddy, my cousin, pal, the man with a plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. John, how you doing today, bro? I, oh. And you know, you know what? You know what? I, I already know how you feel, <laughs> but the listeners should already know how we feel at this point about this team. Oh. <laughs> but how are you doing, man? How was your weekend? How's everything going? I'm it's right. uh. It's tough, man. It's just tough being a Jets fan. Like, I'm, I'm okay. In general, I had a good weekend. It's, we had like, we're trying to figure out if it's fall, if it's winter, weird, weird days in New York City. Summer. Summer. (laughs) Summer. It was like 60 degrees today. Um, so, you know, think things are all right. Oh, I had a wedding yesterday. Uh, you know, just, just been hanging out. It's been good. Um, the Jets though, man. Oh my God. Like college football season is coming to an end. It feels like NFL playoffs are right around the corner and the Jets still stink, man. Just, just week by week, day by day. And here we are. I, I, I'm pretty encouraged about today's game, but you know, here we are, man. Just another, another day, another L. How you doing? Yeah. I'm doing all right, man. I also had a good weekend chilling. Uh, I had a fun, eventful Saturday, you know, went out for a nice walk, did some writing, uh, hung out with the wife. We got ramen yesterday, you know. Uh, then I decided to pass out at like 8.30 after eating a crap ton of ramen and one bow bun watching Ted Lasso. Woke up at 11. I was like, I'm still tired. Let me go back to sleep. Woke up at 1, moved from the couch to the bed. Woke up at 7.30 today. I was like, you know what? I got a lot of energy right now. Let me get up. <laughs> so I had like 10 hours of sleep. I had a crap ton of sleep. So, And then just had to you know, enjoy the day today. Enjoyed the day. You know, Made pizza. And then uh, oh, got to... Got to watch the the New York Jets play football, so you know how that ended. Because the New York Jets just can't seem to bring us good things on a week to week basis. But it does give, but they do give us good content throughout the week. You know, we had Rex Ryan who got into an argument. Now he's apologizing to Robert Sala. Yeah, you, you, we get all the good stuff that we want outside okay, of can we start? football. Let's start. Let's start with that. Let's start with that because, dude, I'm just innocently watching. You know, NFL countdown this morning, no problem. And all of a sudden, the commercial like comes back and they start having Jets content. 
Like, you know, like the commercials, all like jet stuff, jet stuff. Get ready for the jets. I'm like, oh my God, are they about to talk about the jets right now? Like what in the world are they going to talk about right now? Like Flacco, is that really what we're going into? It was just like a weird timing. They go, they're about to start. And then all of a sudden Rex Ryan takes the mic. Oh, and once brother. again, makes a show about him telling us how he apologized to Salah, how he brings it all back, how actually Salah is the best coach for the job now and how the quarterback is the best quarterback for the job now. And how he's really excited and really confident. Just so silly. But what pissed me off even more was that Sam Ponder was like, oh, yeah, that's the only way, you know, we were going to be able to talk about the Jets today. It was if, you know, you could give an apology to the, you know, your correction for the week. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like it's like that stuff actually annoys me. Like I know it's all stupid and it's all, you know, for TV, but that stuff is the stuff that bothers me. Like Rex Ryan, he wants to get back in the, in the headlines, you know, to do with the New York Jets, I get it. But like, why put up the show and do this whole thing just to say we suck? But then we came out today and we sucked. So, you know, what, 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 what can I say at the end of the day, man? I have no idea, dude. I mean, once again, it's Rex Ryan wanting attention for himself, which is why he's great in media, man. He loves the attention. He loves Probably being in front of him. the camera. Yeah. No, seriously. Like, he, he was the most flamboyant coach like out there i guess <laughs> charismatic yeah charismatic whatever like he was just he just brought so much attention to himself he, he was truly an, a personality the way he would just make all these decor declarations which is you know entertaining for that type of media you know just yep. say some team sucks and then they prove you wrong or some say some team's great without any you know true foundation <laughs> to build it off of they he's great on that but so is Rex Ryan, and we don't have to talk about him that much. Me, I usually just listen to a podcast before the game, just try to get, get something else into the zone. Because Countdown, as much as I used to love Countdown, when you had Berman, sure you can go. I'm sure you can go on ESPN and watch all these things. It's just not the same, man. It's just not the same. But let's get into this, I guess, game. Because you know what? I was listening to a podcast. I won't give them any publicity or name or stuff like that. But they decided to talk about the New York Jets this past week. They come out on Saturday. Uh, and they were talking about how Joe, it was a strange turn of event that the New York Jets decided to go with Joe Flacco. And yes, they're not wrong with that. We were confused about that as well. Most fans were confused about that. Most people were confused about it. Still slightly confusing to a certain degree, even though he played pretty well today. Um, he kept the, he kept them in the game much more balanced game because he was able to move the ball much more veteran savvy quarterback play. Defense didn't feel a lot of pressure. Granted, on the other side of the ball, you didn't have the most talented quarterback. So it wasn't like the defense was out there having to go, uh, what had the most difficult challenge either. But, <laughs> but the one thing I didn't like about the podcast is that they said Joe Flacco is, they essentially said, and I'm really watering it down, is that he's old. He's not, he's not good anymore in the sense that he's athletic and stuff like that. He can't get the ball out you're probably better off with Mike White. Uh, and then we see today Joe Flacco is able to adjust to the intense blitzing. You know, he's blitzed about 50, 50% of the game by the Miami Dolphins because that's how they like to uh, draw it up. And he's able to get the ball out and have the offense moving. I just find it funny that people, when they talk about the New York Jets, for the most part, there's no real analysis of what's going on. They just figure out a way just to talk down about the Jets, which I get it. They've been a bad franchise before we really get into this game. They, they've been a bad franchise. I get that. Can you at least give them the benefit of the doubt? First year, 
with Robert Sawa. First year with Michael Floor. Just drafted a rookie quarterback. Just some sort of just leeway instead of just this whole Jets suck, bash on them. It's like what we have for the New York Knicks. Like, just go straight for Dolan. Except for us, it's just like they're bad. Why are they bad? They're just bad. It's like, thanks for the analysis, bro. Really appreciate it. Let's keep this train moving. Um, I get that they're bad. But there's reasons to why they're bad. That's just my opinion on it. Yeah, and and I'll tell you why it's... I mean, we didn't. We honestly didn't even discuss this um, pre-recording, and I, I think the reason why we both have the same issue is because we, we don't really believe it. I don't think we really believe that it's a systematic dumpster fire as it, as we felt this time last year, right? And let's get into this game, man. Let's get into this game right away because, I mean, for some reason. It was a it was a three point spread according to Vegas. So Vegas thought it was going to be close, mm-hmm. and it indeed was close, man. All game it was really a seesaw back and forth. They we make a mistake, they make a mistake. They do well, we do well. And actually, uh, it's funny. Kind of before we get into the game, I just want to make this little note, and I thought it was really funny. So I know you and I, this game we were going crazy over that Elijah Moore. Uh, Elijah Moore hold that wasn't called, mm-hmm. and then there was that, and then there was the penalty at the end of the game for Pinock, and mm-hmm. we were all flipping out about that too, right? Two like huge plays, and we were, and me and you were like, oh my goodness, the refs hate us. It must be rigged, whatever, right? I literally go on Twitter for two seconds. The Miami fans are like writing like a thesis about why the refs hate them, like all game, like they're going into it. So I, I don't know where they saw that, but I. I guess it's just like every NFL fan base thinks that the, the ref hates them because I, I couldn't I couldn't believe those two calls and they were such game changers. So I, I think that a little bit has to do with why you know we lost this game. But of course it's not an excuse. Let's get down to the actual gameplay. And how can you start off by not talking about Flacco, dude? Flacco played fine today, but besides he getting well. absolutely railroaded after, from the back after George Font uh, stepped out, I guess like we missed. Yep. I'll watch that on film, but I guess we missed uh, communication there. But mm-hmm. he played well, dude. Twenty four for thirty nine, two hundred ninety one yards, two touchdowns. Like, what do you want? Yeah, you no interceptions. I mean? Do put do look, do balled out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had one hundred and one point six QB rating. No, he played really well today, and. This was against, you know, this is why I'm saying it's so funny that this podcast said uh, he's not athletic. He's not going to be able to handle this. But, <laughs> you know, he was fine out there today. He's savvy. And like what we discussed on Friday, you know, we discussed that the reason that you go with Joe Flacco is, or it's not why he go, you go with Joe Flacco, but how is he going to perform, right? We discussed how he was going to perform. And he was going to perform by being able to read the blitzes. He'll slow, the game is so slow for him at this point, like, visually mentally that he's able to adjust and have that type of community have that communication have the read so forth but the one thing that did we did see is like missed passes to keelan cole on the slant that could have been an easy touchdown stuff like that that i said did say where it's like the further he goes down the field the, the more of a repertoire you need and you just saw that limitation that's why he was dumping it off and you see passes to like elijah moore that just go to the house thankfully i had him starting in both of my leagues where i have him Cha-ching, nice. baby. Cha-ching. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but like that's what we saw. We know this is what Joe Flacco was going to do. Is it still the right – was it the right call, I guess, when you – now with hindsight? I would say yes if you were looking to get development for like Michael Carter and Elijah Moore saying, hey, let's get someone with – stability. let's get some stability in here for our young guys 
because Mike White didn't really have that against Buffalo. Although you can also argue saying maybe you should give him Mike White another chance against Miami. You can argue both ways. Honestly, at this point of the season, it doesn't really matter. It depends on what you want out of Mike White. Do you think he's going to be a good backup? Do you want to develop him? I'm partially in the camp saying, hmm, we should have probably just seen him in one more game and just get another read and just give him more training. But I also understand saying, hey, let's get Joe Flacco out there, get some stability, help the, help the defense out, and help the offense out always. Yeah. I mean, even hindsight, is he going to do better than what Flacco did today? No, probably not. No, exactly. So I, 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 mean, I kind of understand your point where we want to see him to see what he can do, but I think we already know what he can do. Yeah. I, I, think I, legit, I legit know that like the game plan was set up so limited because he's limited. You know what I mean? And I think he averaged the least amount of throws ever for a 300 plus yard uh, game, right? It was like every throw was under three yards or something or average mm-hmm. under the, something insane. We know what he can do. And honestly, what this move said to me and why I agreed with it was because it's saying that we're trying to win ball games. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, That's it, definitely what this is. It's not time to go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? It's not, the, the season's not over. We're not tanking. It's not last year where it's like, okay, let's try to lose games for Trevor Lawrence, all this nonsense. Like, that's not the case this year. Even though obviously we're not a playoff team, we're not here trying to tank games. We're trying to win ball games. And I think that mentality matters. Especially, like you said, coming off the top, right? With the rookie head coach, uh, uh, GM, who is probably going to have the draft of his some fire. career. He's yeah, this some... is the draft of his career. This is it. Yeah. He's going to get he... fired if he doesn't do well in this offseason. No, I mean, he already has some fire underneath him. I mean, you see, it's not even the, it's not writing on the wall, but you're starting to see comments about Joe Douglas and questioning his draft record and his trading has been good so far, right? It's not... It's not pristine. It's not perfect, but those two areas are good. The question now, it's the free agency aspect. Although you could say with that trade that he did today for uh, the right guard, I'm going to butch. I can't even do it. Uh, I, I'll butcher the Thank you. You're much better than I had it. <laughs> LDT. Played much better than Greg Van Roten. The offensive line oh, play was much better today. Much better today. Even with the blitzes coming through. Much better. Yeah, so honestly, with this whole Joe Douglas, you know, criticism, I, I don't think it's the free agency. I don't think it's a draft. I don't think it's any of that. You know, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's the depth. We are not putting depth in our premium positions. For example, today, where is Gerard Davis? Where is he? He's not, he's not, he's not alive. We have Quincy Williams, a guy who was cut from the Jaguars, bro. I know he, I know he had amazing games. He had an amazing game today too, but he mm-hmm. makes mistakes because he, and obviously he was cut and I get he's Q Will's brother. And honestly, without him today, we would have got torched. He was our, yes. probably our best player on the whole field. So I'm not like clowning him. I'm just saying like, it's tough to expect that every game from him, like CJ Mosley. I know he was there today, but has he checked out? Like, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of. I think the CJ Mosley experiment is over. Um, so <laughs> that, that it's really I mean, be interesting when you have Quincy Williams, who's coming off of, you know, being cut coming out here with 15 total tackles and you have your highest paid man with eight, you know, and you have CJ, you have Quincy. I mean, just running all over the place, making tackles left and right, trying his best to cover people. I mean, you clearly see the difference between a guy who's gotten paid and a guy who's trying to get his next contract. That's just really what it is. 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, the, the the cap is insane. So he like on our on our books for next year. So he's gonna be with us next year too. It just feels like we need to stop depending on the one guy, right? Like once one guy goes down, it's all over. That's like the exact opposite of football mentality. That's the same thing with like Carl Lawson, right? Like he goes down and like, oh crap, what are we gonna do? Let's try Shaq Lawson. He just got cut. Like, or he's about to get cut. Like maybe we could trade something else. Like no, we should have these players in place. So that we can have the next up mentality. That's what makes the Patriots so like, that's what, so that, you know, the criticism in my opinion is a little fair, right? Like you're, you're asking for some leeway for some time, but then at the same time, they're looking at Mac Jones and they're saying this guy, you know, was drafted later. So what, what's the problem? And that's the whole thing. He was drafted later and he's on a better team. Number one, but number two, that team that he's a part of, they all have the next up mentality. If the tight end is out, John Smith is out, there's no problem. Henry's going to be there. If one running back is out, no problem. Damien Harris is there. One right receiver is out, no problem. Someone's there. You know what I'm saying? They had three linemen out one week for COVID. They were fine. Like, And so that's my issue with Joe Douglas personally. And that's what the Jets are missing is just depth, man. It looks pretty. It looks pretty on top. The toppings are so nice. The icing is beautiful. It really looks nice. But when you cut in that cake, dude, it straight up it <laughs> implodes, bro. It's not even hot. just like. Straight up, you cut and it just implodes. Like one first down, it's over. No, so. I hear, I hear you on that, and that's why when I look at, you know, this is where I'll give Joe Douglas, I guess, quasi lean way because usually you have depth when you have good years of drafting, right? It's drafting, signings, all that type of stuff. He's only had two years to draft. This is going to be his third year, so now we should have more depth, right? Another year mm-hmm. to hopefully sign, and then you could say. Oh, well, CJ Mosley on the cap has ruined everything. You had Tremaine Johnson at the same time. You had all these other bad contracts that freaking uh, McCagnan just signed, all these dudes that McCagnan signed. And what can he do with limited funds and limited draft, like limited draft capital when you're coming in, especially midway during the season? This is not to say Joe Douglas isn't like protected from criticism and that he's done a perfect job once again. I think he's just trying to get you and I are just trying to get a full evaluation of what's going on here, but we, we've, we've kind of beaten off the track here with what about uh, Corey Davis, Joe Douglas. Bro? What about Corey Davis? Want to get back on track? What about Corey? Yeah, let's Davis? get back. Let's get back on. Let's get back on track. Let's get back on this office because I do agree. And this is, this is an issue with Corey Davis right now. Cause Corey Davis was signed to be our number one right wide receiver. Yeah. Although we, I think we may have found the other number one wide receiver on this team. <laughs> His name is Elijah Moore. So I don't like in that aspect, right? When you look at Elijah Moore, who's able to go, in any position around the field, you can say he hit on that one. There was a little bit of luck to get Elijah Moore, but he hit on that one, right? And you see today, Elijah Moore, eight receptions, 141 yards, touchdown. You know, longest yard was 62 yard run for that TD. Yeah, that was, yeah, but that was insane. It was insane, he, but he, still. The Jets, the Jets were insane. I can't wait to see his miles per hour, uh, what he hit on that. Because he's been yeah. going to Jonathan Taylor, who, yes, unbelievable, monster. Five touchdowns, but I'm ho- and he had like 22 and 23 miles per hour this year. I'm really hoping Elijah Moore beat that on that run. Yo, he was fast. He was fast. He he booked it, booked it, and got in. He barely got in too. Um, but no, it's but with Corey Davis, when you're looking at Corey Davis, who only had three receptions today for 35 yards, and this is your one of your other big signings. That's the these are the question marks that we can talk about. But if we're gonna stick stick on track to the offense today. Obviously, the standout was Elijah Moore uh, and how he was able to get involved. You had Jameson Crowder, who was helping in underneath. He got the sixth reception for 44 yards, being like a true slot receiver. And outside of that, it was really the Elijah Moore show, right? 
Other guys that got in three touches were Ryan Griffin, Corey Davis. Yo, as we props talked to about. Ryan Griffin. Yeah, like Ryan Griffin props, played well today. He did play well Wesco, today. Wesco had some nice blocks out there. Like that's what's. I mean, honestly, this is in a in a vacuum. This was a great game. Like it, we, we made some terrible mistakes, but, but this it was game mostly was fine. The thing was that the mistakes came on the defensive end. You know, we're going to get into well, the always. defense. Yeah, it sh- shocker. But no, like if you want to keep going down the line, like our running game was good today too. Michael Carter, nine, nine Michael touches, Carter, n- nine touches for 63 yards, seven, seven yards a carry. Insane. Bro, bro. he's, Insane. he's good. He's very slippery. He's smart. He's going to turn into a really good player. He's a and crazy I like, asset. And I like Tevin Coleman as a backup. Now that Tevin Coleman's kind of getting back. Yeah, I know. Spicy take after I didn't like it. He, the way he runs, man, it's a little bit more, uh, you know, he's, Obviously, he can do more out of the backfield. The issue with Tevin Coleman is that he usually gets hurt, and you don't have him for most of the season. That's that's always been his issue, whether he was on Atlanta, whether he was out in San Fran. Now on the Jets, you know, the good thing is that he's able to plow through up the middle, as we saw today. He's gained those extra yards. He's another guy who's slippery. He can catch out of the backfield, just like Michael Carter, too. Definitely it would be a one a good one-two punch if he can always stay healthy. Not bad. Ty Johnson's not bad, but that's why he gets more runs, because... He can stay healthy, and he has been healthy throughout the entire season. That's just yeah. what it is. But yeah. outside, I, I on the offense, Coleman's on number three. I hope Coleman's on number three next year. I hope uh, Michael Carter's on number two. Tevin Coleman's on number three, and we grab an, uh, a number one running back somewhere, whether it's a draft or free agency. That'd be sick. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, offense played pretty well today. I mean, Joe Flacco played well. Like I said, running backs did a good job. Wide receiver core. I mean, you had Jamison Crowder and Elijah Moore with the two touchdowns. And then everyone else kind of slid, slid in. Corey Davis, though, I want to stick on Corey Davis because he's supposed to be the one, as we talked about. And what I dislike. <laughs> Neo. Yeah. What I dislike. Uh, what I dislike is that he's not that. And yeah. he's, he's a <laughs> number it, two. To put it simple. To put it yeah. simple, Alex. <laughs> like, he's just not that. Like, good wide receiver after the catch because he's a tank and he can body people. But he's not getting separation, man. I'm going to watch the film again this week. Yeah. He's not really getting separation. He he can get up. He can at the point of attack and get it. But his hands haven't been so sh- like sure-fired as it was down in Tennessee either. And that's a little concerning. This is different without AJ Brown, man. I mean, uh, yeah, different. I mean, it's a different ball game. It really is. But, and but this is I, I, maybe Tannehill versus Flacco. Maybe not that much difference. But I think you hit it on the head where it's just the coverage is different, man. He's treated as a number one because he's lined up as a number one. Once he's lined up as a number two and you, you shift Elijah Moore to that slot, we're looking like a different squad, man. You don't, you can put Elijah Moore anywhere, man, because he's been I know, everywhere. I know. I know. And honestly, he's, he's kind of, like I said at the beginning of the season when we had Richie on here, Antonio Brownish. Oh, you? Antonio, no, I love Elijah Moore. Uh, I told he you. Was I was slow, though. He was slow. Yeah, but he was, slow, he was slow coming out of the gate. Yeah, no, slow coming out of the gate. Obviously, like usually wide receiver rookies have a harder time adjusting. But he's adjusting, and I think it also helps that you have better quarterback play, like from someone with Joe Flacco behind center, which is why I'm not so upset anymore with Joe Flacco, you know, being at, at the helm, being under center. You get to see these guys perform. You get to see Michael Carter perform. You get to see all these guys, and you just felt like that presence. Where it's weird that I don't know about you, and let me know this before we move on to the defense. Watching this game today. I felt a little bit more at ease with Joe Flacco because I felt confident that he could actually run an offense and that he knew what he was doing. Even under Adam Gase last season, he looked competent 
And today it was just kind of like, all right, I know what we're going to get from Joe Flacco. Obviously we both thought we'd get the win. We didn't get the win, but Hey, uh, I still, I felt confident and comfortable with him under center before we move over to the defense, which has some problems with the defense, man. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into the defense, my take on Flacco is it kind of validates the Jets decision to not only bring him in, but also to start him this week. And not only that, it validates me for saying that Joe Flacco was the right decision to start this week over Mike White. And I'm sitting here fighting with people, you know, all over my life, whether it's in real life, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere, people messaging us why we shouldn't start Zach Wilson, a guy who you're talking about how this year means nothing, but yet you want to start a franchise quarterback a week early off a ligament knee injury. I mean, it makes no sense. At the end that of the makes day. no so sense. Then, so then we move on to Mike White. And you want to see the only argument is, oh, I want to learn from Mike White. Joe Flacco was so good today, dude. Joe Flacco was so he was not the problem. The offensive line was fine, even though we had injuries. The wide receivers, like you said, and you hit it, you hit it on the head. I just think Crowder is such a asset to the team. I really hope we re-sign Crowder on a short-term deal. That would be so cool. I love him so much, man. He is so important to this team. So is Berrios. Berrios is, you know, we're talking about wide receivers, but Let's just switch, um, shift to special teams real quick. Barrios, I mean, he's a game changer, man. You know, maybe every other game he has a almost breakout for a punt or a kick and he, you know, completely changes the field. I like him. He's like sure hands. Uh, especially <laughs> what was crazy is that the Miami Dolphins, uh, gunner was in his halo today for that punt, like had his leg underneath him. That's such a dirty play, man. And just yeah, playing football yeah. myself, like if you get someone's personal space like that when they're returning, eh, that's it's so fucked <laughs> up. It's the most yeah. fucked up thing you could possibly do because injuries obviously happen too. Like there's just not intentional just, ones though. It's, yeah, yeah, not yeah. They used and he where he had his knee too was like the more concerning part. It was like if Barrios yeah. makes one false move, it's we're talking it's about over. yeah, we're talking about. It's over for, for Barrios, but so, so, so the special, but the one thing I want, but the one thing I want to say about Barrios, sorry, is that the one thing is he's just, he's just, he's fast, but he's slow at the same time. Does that make sense? Like he's got good strides, but he's just, he doesn't have that breakaway speed. He'll get you chunk yardage. That's not, not yeah, exactly. That's fair. He's like, I mean, he was, I mean, he would have had that touchdown today if Flacco and him had a little bit more of that report, right? We had that little out on the, on the, into the end zone. They just missed each other. Yeah. I don't know. So I, 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 I like him. He's such a good asset, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I like him. Special teams was tough, bro. Special teams was tough today. And I, I, I think uh, Edelman was talking about this the other day. He was talking about how, you know, the, the philosophy of football, how you win football games. And it's, you know, if you could, if you could block someone, if you could run the ball and if you could defend the kick, right? If you could play special teams, like that's how you win football games. Very simple, you know, coming from, uh, from the other side, from the dark side, you know, that's the, that's the, that's the game plan, which is we just couldn't do it today. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't kick. We couldn't punt the ball in order for us to, you know, to, to field it. We were terrible. We couldn't kick the ball, field goal, obviously, you know, and we called this too, man. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting that the Jets have never had a rookie kicker over 50 or 50 yards. That's disgusting, dude. He. He didn't even shank him. I don't even know what, like he was just so off by like two. And even so, on I the radio, just, the guy was like, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is cap or not, but the guy on the radio 
uh, calling the game was like, oh, you know, I saw him pregame missing kicks too. Of course, after the fact, I don't know if that's the case, but <laughs> apparently he's missing kicks pregame. If that's the thing, you know, he's going to be on the hot seat as well. It's just interesting, man. Like when, when you have it, when you have like a, your, your third string quarterback in your, your coaches, uh, you know, back against the wall. And now you're sitting here missing kicks and not being able to punt the ball. It drives me nuts, dude. Yeah, so, man. Yeah, get to the Matt, defense. Get to the Matt, crappy defense. Like, Matt Amendola. Well, we got to say our kicker's name. Matt Amendola. <laughs> you got to do better, bro. Yeah, you can't leave. We're not going to leave you without saying your name out here. People it's his last name. It's his last name, bro. Yeah, of course. Amendola's. <laughs> Amendola's. They, don't, they rarely ever show up in the so, NFL. But speaking of rookie records, real quick, and I know we moved on the wide receivers. Did you know that Elijah Moore broke Lavernius's calls for rookie wide wide receiver? Really? There we go. You know what it is? It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's gonna make you sick to your stomach. 130 yards, bro. It's disgusting, dude. (laughs) Let's move on. Lavernius Cole, we miss you. My God, we've not. I can't believe believe Keyshawn wasn't up there. That's what didn't make sense. It's a weird stab by Rich Samini, but it's what he said. So. Shout out to Rich. Maybe he'll he'll fix it. Hey, later. Rich, Rich has it. seen it. Rich has seen it all, man. Since we were yeah, the New exactly, York Titans, exactly. Yeah, Rich has been there. Uh, but yeah, let's let's get on to the defense. This most of our penalties came from the defensive side. The one that all really the problems, bo- bro. All the, one problems. Of the, the one that really bothers me too is Dolphins were in the red zone. I think it was third or fourth quarter, and Bryce Hall makes a spectacular play on the ball only for John Franklin Meyer to get that penalty for roughing the passer, which was roughing the passer because he clearly pushed over to a way, way after. And it's like, come on, dude. Come on. This is like the stupid shit that just gets us into these situations where it's like, all right, we could have either had three points to go, you know, only given up three points. We could have still been in this game. Instead, no, we don't. It's Instead, we give up a touchdown. So, it, it's it, the defense is. Are you, are you okay? I feel. I feel no, like you I'm not right I, now. I am not okay, dude. Because the it's we're supposed to be relying. I don't know what happened to the defense. I really don't know what happened. We had like a we balled out against uh, who was it? Was it, I guess the Titans? Like we were doing really well. Like we did well against we the Titans. Had, we, had, we had two good games. We had Cincinnati and we had the Titans. I think, yeah, the Titans, like, we played really well. Like, Quincy Williams just came out, came out on the market. You're like, whoa, we got it. We found a diamond in the rough here. And then since then, since the Falcons, it's been shit. Yep. Well, don't tell me about that Falcons game. I, they suck so bad. And we just hit them in the two weeks dry that they were just unbelievable, yo. I, I am so frustrated by the Atlanta Falcons, but it's just more about the Jets, man. It's just more about the frustration with the Jets because. They are who we thought they were. Both teams. That's what's so frustrating, Alex. Like, this is my rapid reaction. You want a rapid reaction? You want to be like, this is it. I'm so frustrated because we all knew this going into the game, man. The defense stinks. We have no safeties. Ashton Davis got himself an interception because Tua stinks. That ball was 30 <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Ball, Dude, this is, this is what I was saying, too. Like, you just saw it again. Like, it can't. They got the deep pass on us. They, <sighs> Every game. This is, so... Every game, this were, you you were laughing at me where I was like, and they'll probably get a deep ball. You're like, Tua get a deep ball. By the way, Tua is actually known for throwing a really good deep ball, and it just so, so happens for stinking, he stinks. Bro. I'm oh no, stinks. I'm not saying I'm not saying that, that he's was good. my quarterback. I would also trade him for Deshaun Watson. I am not saying Tua is good, but he has been rated to have a really good deep ball. That's it. That's all I'm saying. He's rated to have a good deep ball. Not saying he's a good quarterback. 
Okay. Look, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Bro, so, he threw and he an got interception it. to Ashton Davis. <laughs> what else do That's you all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you said, Ashton Davis got his interception. I'm sitting here like, that's nice. Well, he that's needed cool. it, man. Well, I th- honestly, he's going to make this. He's going to be on this team for a long time. I bet you. He's going to be. A, he's going to be. A he has. To, he has to because be who was he drafted in the fourth round? He was drafted in the fourth round yeah. by uh, by JD. His first his first draft with uh, Mackay Beckton and everybody. Yeah, you're, you're, he's he's not going anywhere anytime soon. He's going to he's going to be given he's going to be given leeway to work his way up there. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, I mean, honestly, that, that's all I have for this game. I'm, I'm kind of annoyed at Pinock for that penalty, but dude, the team played so well. Yo, shout out to, to, to Quincy Williams. Like, he's going to be good. I'm really annoyed at this whole Gerard Davis thing, but is what you know, is, the thing like, is, our corners played well today, except for the game. miss, except for, except for the mix up for, um, on Waddle. Yeah, except for the mix up on Waddle. That was it. We just suck against Wildcat. It's annoying. Oh, we have um, no linebackers. So easy. If if one more tight end, cat, dude, Gazeki scorched us. Stuff out of the running backs. I oh, feel like I could literally, you know, I wish teams would call me. Not not Waddle. Uh, not Waddle. Uh, Matt Collins, the sixty-five yarder. If uh, if they, that that's where that's where this that's where the mix-up ha- happened because the safety was supposed to cover Collins. Corner was supposed to take the shallow route and just so stuck. The safety, the, we have no safeties, bro. Niesman and, and Davis. Like, what are we talking about? I'm just saying. Even the guy who started last week, Wilson, didn't, didn't, wasn't even active. It's tough. It's tough out here. So that's the whole thing, man. That's why at the end of the day. <laughs> I feel like you always say Can that just be the quote of this podcast? It's tough out here. It's always it's tough, tough out here. It's tough out here, dude. It's ridiculous. Like, I don't understand. At what point do we talk about the fact that there's, we just don't have players in these positions? Like I'm, I was saying before, I, I wish other teams would call me and ask me how to beat the Jets because that's the easiest game plan of all time. I, if you're a decent head coach, you're smacking this team right now. And it's nothing to do with the fact that our offense this, our quarterback that, our head coach this. This is because we can't guard a tight end or anybody coming out of the backfield or anybody over the top. <laughs> so, like, basically, if you only throw it in between or run it straight, like, not straight. Oh, CJ Mosley's there. If you run it straight or you throw it in between the five yards, we'll catch you. Anything else, like, you're going to score points. <laughs> and so that's why I don't – and you can even have that bend-not-break mentality on your defense because likely if we get to the red area, we're not probably not going to score. And if we do try to score, we're going to miss the kick. So, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? It's, it's, it's so easy to just beat us, dude. It's nuts. Nuts. Absolutely insanity. I just uh, – can this team get better? Can this team get better? I feel like I'm just beaten at this point. This team just I think beats Zach me Wilson's come back next year, man. Next week. I'm about to be like, next year we're going to get another Joe Flacco? No, no, no. I think Zach Wilson's coming next week, man. I really do. I mean, at this point, I do want to see... They're keeping us entertained, uh, huh? They're keeping us entertained. This, team, this football team knows how to keep us entertained for sure, man. It's net, Whether it's in the, was the, in the headlines or it's on the field, they, they know how to make us uh, glued to the television. Listen, man, so, one Jets drive is going to be sick this week. I am not watching one Jets. I'm <laughs> done with the propaganda, bro. Eric Allen, salute to you, my man. You know how to do a way of getting us sucked in. You've been doing this for so long now. I, you, I need to know your tricks, man, because you you gravitate eyes to this stuff and you somehow get Jets fans hyped up again. I don't know how you do it. You do it though. You're great at your job. I hope I hope Woody Johnson is paying you the big bucks because that without you, I don't think anyone's tuning into this goddamn team. But regardless, 
Regardless, let's see who we got coming up next week. We got the Texans coming up next week. This is going to be a whew, which bad Dude, team's Tarot. bad? Dude, Houston's good. Terod Taylor's good. Don't underestimate Dude, them. I'm not underestimating anybody. Yeah, <laughs> we're the New York Jets, bro. They're hyped about Ooh. us. They're hyped about seeing us. So they like who 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 who. I have expectations. Point, for the, I, I have expectations for the Knicks. Expectations for the Jets are in the trash right now. They are so low, bro. But there's still games that matter, man. There's still we have to, we have absolutely we have the Tom Brady game. We have the Jacksonville Trevor Lawrence game. I'm not saying games don't matter. Uh, I'm just saying expectations. That game. That's three big games coming up. We can handle it. We can handle this. We can handle this this year, man. I just we have to look respectable at the end of the year, like we always will. And we're gonna have this this un- ridiculous optimism with all these high draft picks because Jamal Adams stinks. They just had to really give us seven game another game this year, man. They really had to do oh, this to us. Thank, thank God it wasn't last year, bro. I uh, know, but really, like they had to do it this year though. Could they just push it off one more year? <laughs> I know. I'm, ex- I'm 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 excited to see how Zach how Zach looks with the new offense. It's really a new offense since he's left. It's been uh, everybody's learned, man. Lafleur is comfortable now. But we're not freaking out about his play calls. His play calls are fine. Think about how far we've come. I agree. But now you need the head of the snake to actually operate it. So can Zach Wilson do it? I think Zach can do it. He looked okay today in uh, okay. in pregame. Okay. I think he's, I think I think this is the week. I think this is the week he, he actually practices. Okay. Hopefully Zach is ready to go for this upcoming week. Got to see what the rookies got. Got to finish him off with these seven games. Got to finish him off with the seven games. We got seven games left. You don't want six. I'd like to get seven in there for him. That way we get a full on evaluation and have him, you know, get some growth under his belt as a QB. Flacco might those game reps. Here, bro. <laughs> Flacco might just get I feel like Flacco's Dude, that type of guy. Back, he has a back problem. I can't believe nobody talked about that when he got smashed in the back. <laughs> like, like, uh, uh, football's so weird sometimes. Like the announcers like freaking out about the weird the guy just got t- like head in the back. He has back surgery or something. Not even a mention of it. <laughs> like not even a hint at it. You know, uh we may I can tell you this. Uh Joe Flacco's probably home right now in a Bucket full of ice. <laughs> oh, dude, he, he, uh, he's not getting up. He's like, yo, I'm not playing next week, boys. Uh, can you imagine Joe Douglas like, so uh, Flacco, you're ready to play next? He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You said one game. <laughs> <laughs> you traded for me. You said you wanted to get well, four up in the booth. You said you needed a veteran qu- quarterback on the sideline. One game. <laughs> Could have stayed on. It was a good game. Yeah. I'm happy. Well, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really... It is what it is. This game is what it is. There's nothing crazy. The, the flags drive me nuts a little, but and everything else is fine. Like safety sucked, linebacker stink. We can't rush a quarterback. Is what it is. Like, All the normal, new. stuff. All yeah, the normal exactly. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Nothing's crazy here. Lost on uh, the flag man. is what it is, man. It is what it is. But you know <laughs> what? Week. You know what? It, you know what, John? At least we got the New York Knicks tonight uh, to watch this game. Right now they're yes. playing the Chicago Bulls. Bulls are up twenty-five to eighteen. It's about twenty-six point five seconds left in the first quarter. So I think this is a good place to end it. Uh, wrap up this podcast because guess what, guys? This is the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. So we also cover the Knicks. So make sure to go check out the Knicks podcast too. I know we're heavy in the Jet season. I know you guys are just fanatics like we are. I want to make sure you're ca- <laughs> caught up on the green and white, and it's all good. So guess what, you guys should do. You guys should give us a five-star rating and leave a comment 
on Apple Podcasts because that helps us out greatly. That way people can find us, know about us. That way it helps us grow. So please make sure you give us that five-star review. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts. If that's where you get your podcast, helps us out so greatly. But if you don't listen to us there, it's okay. We're on Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, Stitcher, you name it, we're there. On top of that, we're also on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Make sure to hit the like buttons on any videos that you watch. Also hit that notification bell. That way you know when we drop another episode there. Also, while you're there, we got Winning Picks Weekly. Check them out. It's John, our video producer, Greg, giving you their weekly picks, going down the NFL slate. They're getting ready to do some. There is an NBA episode out, but they're getting ready to do some NBA betting. So don't worry. You fanatics still get your gambling uh, fixing for the NBA season as well. Because come on, who doesn't like doing props and all that type of stuff? That's what these guys are here for. Special Thanksgiving episode, NFL football this week. Ooh, look at that. Get ready for that. And then last, but certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, whether that's our personal accounts. You can find John at Malika on Twitter. You can find me at Tradicaster101 on Twitter. You can also find our podcast. Make sure to follow those on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Nick Shets, et cetera. One word, no commas, one word. All right, we, simple we, and easy. We know, we know you're still here because you bump into this music, but just yeah. like our stuff while you're here. Why you're at it, support Ricey. Support our producer. <laughs> Hit up his SoundCloud. He's got our stuff on Spotify. He's got the Mortal Kombat album dropping. Guys all over the place. You know what it is. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in for another Jets episode. Catch us later this week for another Knicks episode and Jets episode. We out. Let's go, Jets. Happy Thanksgiving week. Let's go.